Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to White House Faith Podcast, where we are moving forward in truth and love. I'm Lauren Green, Chief Religion Correspondent for Fox News Channel and author of the book Lighthouse Faith. Well, so be prepared to laugh and not be afraid to listen. And what do I mean by that? Well, it means that dry bar comedy, it's a growing trend in comedy clubs, making comedy clubs safe for all ages, like the entire family. No cringing at off-color jokes or, or sexualized jokes or just rancid and cussing humor. It's clean. Keith Stubbs is a dry bar comedy veteran. I talked to him a few weeks ago at the National Religious Broadcasters Convention. He's pretty serious about keeping comedy clean. Take a listen. Welcome, Keith Stubbs, a dry bar comedian. Um, And so we're going to start talking about clean comedy. And I know you don't want clean comedy to be, you know, you're good, you're good. It has to be, it's not just because you're clean, it's because you're good and you're funny, right? Exactly. That's exactly right. A a lot of comedians, including myself, don't want to be labeled as clean comedians. They want to be labeled as funny or just comedians. In dry bar comedy, what we do is that we book comedians that are funny and they're also clean. Yeah. Now, how how did the dry bar comedy start? And what is it? Uh, dry bar comedy that's just the brand name that we have but basically in 2017 neil and jeffrey Harmon decided you know what there's not enough they love comedy i love comedy there's not enough great comedy out there that has more of a broad appeal basically there's an, an underserved market out mm-hmm. there for comedy that we offer many times when you even mentioned that hey you want to go see a comedy show or watch comedy it's like, okay, well, what is it? You, you, you want to know right. what you're right. getting a little bit. Well, with Dry Bar, you can, be, you can rest assured that it's going to be funny for everyone. That's our slogan. It's funny for everyone. And we've booked over 500 comedians and taped comedy specials for those 500 comedians. And many of them are comics that there's no way you've ever heard of them. You just haven't. But they've been I'm out. I'm so surprised that there are 500 clean comics there's, out there. There's more than that. And, and, and what's happened with the success of Dry Bar is that I also... Also book all of the comedians for dry bar I, comedians reach out to me every single day wanting to be a part of dry bar they see the success of it they see the quality of the production they see the talent level of the other comedians you know a lot of comedians you don't want to be on a show with other comedians that maybe it sounds horrible maybe not funny or funny to them or not at a certain level mm-hmm. these are professional really funny comedians and the more we release these comedy specials it's catching the eye of other really talented comedians saying hey i want to be a part of that i'd like to shoot a dry bar special i see what it's done for some of these yeah. other comedians and it's professional and it's it's really a great thing for i comics. mean would you take a would you take a comedian though that had been on the circuit, you know, Comedy Central, wherever the regular uh, comedy clubs are, and, you know, they're not clean uh, Mm -hmm. there. Would you take them on dry bar just requiring that they 
keep it clean. Absolutely. And that, that happens all the time. We have comedians that have been on Letterman, Tonight Show, HBO, Netflix. They've done all of the mainstream uh, comedy outlets that you would see as a, a, just, a, just as a comedian. And I'll tell them, I'll go, look, because I know a lot of comedians because this is what I've been doing for a long time. <laughs> and I'll just tell them, i say, look, you could do this. You need to be able to have a certain amount of time and it's got to be a certain way because this is our brand and this is our audience. And we want to, we respect our audience and we respect the, the brand that we, that we've established. And I say, look, if you just could just drop this jo- or just drop this word or change it to this because I'll give them suggestions. I mm-hmm. said, this joke is just as funny without that. You don't have to say that. Yeah. Just tweak it a little bit, and I'll try to give them some direction if they if they want it. But many times they are shocked that by making those adjustments, they can get the same laugh. A lot of times it's a crutch or can be considered a crutch at times to maybe you know use some expletives or be overly descriptive that that could be considered a crutch right so when they tape a dry bar special and they're thinking i this joke's really funny but there's no way you can say that whatever that is maybe right. the punchline right. but they're able many times to adjust that and realize wow this, this gets the same laugh without that and i said then why would you still do that because if you do get uh, a national tv uh, gig or if you have a corporate event which are the toughest shows anyone does as mm-hmm. far as stand-up comedy. The corporate event is the most difficult. And then you don't have to worry about changing your material. Your mm-hmm. material is like my, my material. I can do my material anywhere. I can do it for old people, young people. I don't have to drop, oh, I can't do that joke. I don't have to do that. Yeah. I did when I was you know, newer. How do you, how do you change them? I mean, like, when did you make the, the decision that I, I got to only do the clean stuff I can't put in the F-bombs and the whatever else's and, and even when I say that I, I don't even like saying that phrase because you know what I mean yeah. and I really in New York it seems like all I hear on the subway in public places in clo- in closed spaces is that word and worse and I'm wondering why do you assume that it's okay to say this I mean, and I think it's part of what you were talking about before in that why did we get down this road where it's okay and it's expected that um, obscenities have to be used in um, a a comedic act? Yeah, I mean, there's always been a certain amount of that, Mm -hmm. even in the 50s and the 60s with your Lenny Bruce's and other comedians like that. But I would say it's definitely way more prevalent now. And I think that just, it's a mirror to the culture. And Mm -hmm. if you look at fashion, advertising, television, any shows that you're going to see, there's a good amount of that. And there's a way more than there was years ago when I was a younger person. It was like there was, you didn't see any of that. And now you see it all over the place to the point where that has become mainstream. And what you saw before is not the norm. Yeah. It's, it's different. So what's happening now with what we're doing and what other great media companies are doing that are represented here at NRB is that they're growing their brand and bringing media together that will become the new mainstream, we hope. We, oh, wow. Which is what it was. It's the other way. And then that's what we're hoping it'll become. Because what we offer at Dry Bar Comedy specifically is that we have talented comedians. Our slogan is funny for everyone. It's you can watch it. You may not get all the jokes like you saw 
my some of my special and and you appreciated some of it i'm sure other people like what but there's nothing objectionable in it that would cross any reasonable line and that's our brand that's what we do and that's one of the reasons we've grown the way we've grown and we're shooting season 10 for example but next month so we're going to be bringing in 30 more comedians to our studio and i'm booking those comedians now and what's been exciting is that a lot of comedians that because i booked to drive our comedians from the beginning when i first approached some of my friends and peers about it they're like what now what is this they didn't they hadn't they didn't get it and the agents which i'm sure you have an agent they were even worse because it wasn't it wasn't obvious to them why would someone want that why would someone want clean comedy they're so living in in their world in in hollywood and and nashville now is is a big influence in here in new york that they're like why would someone want to watch it why would they it's like no you don't get it now those same agents and many of the other comedians are like i get it i get it i want to be in how can i get involved you know it's interesting because you know you remember people like don rickles right oh, yeah. remember and when he was on johnny carson mm-hmm. the original or one of the original late night hosts mm-hmm. um you could watch him and it was clean and then later i listened to some of his club acts and they were not clean right how could they go from that clean to just absolutely just raunchy stuff knowing that their audience probably came from someone like you know the johnny carson show and they weren't used to hearing that right it 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 is interesting and and that happens actually a lot i mean it happens in any in music you'll you'll see someone do a song on tonight's show and then you'll see him live and you're like yikes that's that's not that's not what i thought that was going to be and i think that happens also in stand-up comedy that's pretty common actually a lot of comedians you'll see perform then you go see them live and it's like holy smokes just a just a different vibe um, I want to take a break right now here on Lighthouse Faith Podcast. We'll be right back with Keith Stubbs, and I want to hear some of your stuff Uh-oh. when we come back. Okay. <laughs> we'll be right back. Right. This is Jimmy Fallon, inviting you to join me for Fox Across America, where we'll discuss every single one of the Democrats' dumb ideas. Just kidding. It's only a three-hour show. Listen live at noon Eastern or get the podcast at foxacrossamerica.com. Okay, we are back with Dry Bar Comedy aficionado keith stubbs uh-huh. and if you don't know what a dry bar comedy is it means it's you really don't serve alcohol right or no, is, you, you no don't, we don't we don't serve alcohol we don't but dry bar comedy dry bar it's a studio we have a studio and okay. we have a studio audience so you don't have a liquor license no no we're filming great stand-up comedy and getting it out to the world <laughs> that's what we're doing <laughs> now do you go do you do is there are there clubs public clubs that people pay money to that can go and listen to com- comedians who are clean I, I think it just depends on the comedy club some skew to, to book cleaner acts and some book whatever whatever happens happens of course dry bar we do actual shows at our studio um and it they're always going to be dry bar clean but yeah mm-hmm. I, I it kind of runs the gamut and they're really just are they just available online where people can stream them and, and see them or can they actually physically go to them uh you can go to various shows we tape in utah but we're not tape we don't tape year-round we're taping season 10 coming up in, mm-hmm. in april and that'll be just five weekends of tapings which is going to be exciting we're really really excited about some of the talent that we've got coming a lot of the a lot of the comedians like i said earlier that were 
skeptical or didn't clearly understand what we were doing or like, oh, yeah, how do I get one of those? I want to do one of those dry bar specials. <laughs> and they reached out. I had a guy yesterday that emailed me while I was flying out here and emailed me. And he, he's been on America's Got Talent. He almost won the whole thing. He's a great comic. And I saw him a couple months ago and he said, hey, what's up with what's up with dry bar? Where before it was like, nah. I'll pass. Yeah, Don't need it. Yeah. Not interested. Now it's like, what can we do here? And it's been good. It's been good for comics. You know, the comedians, if if someone is on The Tonight Show or whatever, you know how it is. They get paid scale. They get paid a 1000 bucks, and yeah. that's it. But the way we work our system is that everyone wins. So there's the comedians make disbursements. They make royalties on their actual specials. So we have comedians that... that came and they filmed their special and did a great job and then monetarily as it continues to grow and be accepted by the people the fans yeah. and they, they grow fan bases they also are paid handsomely so that's as a guy who worked the road me for a long time i had three hundred thousand miles on my geo metro <laughs> traveling to every little bar nook and cranny banquet room every once in a while I did a big theater gig i mean that's nice to get some of that residual income and that's one thing that we've done for the comedians and i I think it's appreciated and it's not expected by comedians you always expect you do the gig they pay you the money and that's it Mm -hmm. that's your relationship and that truly is how it's been for years i started doing comedy in 91 in la and I, i can tell you that's how the business works but our business model is unique and we pay out a lot of money to the comedians for we appreciate that they want to be on dry bar. We, we, we support them and we want their careers to flourish. Now, how, how do you get started in comedy? And when do you, when did you know you were funny? Um, I think I thought I was funny when I was young, but you know, you don't, I, I was like the youngest kid for a while until my sisters, but I mean, <laughs> for a while there. So I was always looking for attention and I, I did all right, but you want to hear the story? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I was, I was working, you remember circuit city? Yeah. So I was working computer through, store in case somebody. Yeah, didn't, yeah. It's didn't like Best Buy, that. but it was like I'm I'm shocked they're gone. But I worked at Circuit <laughs> City. This is a dumb story. You I worked there worked and City. I was in I was in management with Circuit City, and I went to an event in Hawaii. And they asked me. They thought I was the funny guy around the office. They asked me to host it. And I said, okay, yeah, I'll host it. Long story short, there was an agent in the audience that represented Sinbad. You know Sinbad? Yes, I do. Sinbad's fantastic. She said to me, she said, you need to come back to L.A. and you need to get on stage. And I said, really? And I I was just hosting a corporate event. That's truly all it was. And I, I said, are you serious? She said, yeah. So I waited a few months. I got back to L.A. and she was in L.A. as well. And I called her. I said, hey, uh, this is Keith. Do you remember me? Do you, I, I don't know if she remembered having the conversation with me. She mm-hmm. said, yeah. I said, were you serious about that? Because it was in my head, of course. Like, maybe right. I should do right. something. And uh, she said, absolutely. So I went and got headshots done. <laughs> the black and white, eight by tens. And started getting on stage. And, and getting on stage, it's probably easier to get on stage than to stay. And what I, mm-hmm. what I mean by that is that to try comedy, a lot of people try comedy. And it's not easy, but it, a lot of people try it. But to do it continually, year after year, and mm-hmm. the rejection that there is, because there's a lot of rejections in stand-up Well, in everything. Right, but in right. stand-up comedy, it's particularly uh, difficult because it's just you on stage and everyone's looking at you. And you have to be able to get the gumption to do it again after things maybe don't go so well the night before. 
And that happens yeah. with great comics to this day. So I think it's a, it's a tightrope. It's unique. Uh, but there's nothing easy about comedy. So I have so much respect for people that can continue right. to do it. Because that is, I believe, the hardest part. What are some of your funniest things? I, I know it's hard. It's like, it's like saying someone is right. saying, saying to you, like, be funny now. Right. Yeah. You're right about that. <laughs> um, no, I, I, check out my dry bar special. <laughs> my name is Keith Stubbs. No, but my, my comedy is very topical. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty much like what you may have seen on dry bar. I don't even do that material anymore. And a lot of that that you saw was improvised mm-hmm. because I am kind of seat of my pants type guy. So mm-hmm. if something happens like in the news with what's happening internationally and with you know the virus and other things like that i talk about things that are pretty current because i watch too much news i would say more than more than that's probably healthy i'm always Mm -hmm. concerned and want to follow everything but it's reflected in my comedy because then i talk about it and then i talk about whatever it is it is interesting because we're talking about you know um you know religious broadcasters and we're talking about that because we're you know we're here and uh, you, know, you talked about church, the three-hour church service, uh-huh. and I thought that was so funny. But did, does any is anybody offended by that yeah, at all? Yeah, yeah, people who have three-hour church services, and or maybe people who have right. four-hour church services. Basically, that joke. If it's something like I said, you ever, I was talking about church, and I said, you ever sat through three hours of anything and thought, ah, oh, that was perfect? It's like no, no. I, I look. I've been. I'm a church-going guy. I've been my whole life, and but three. Hours and then, like the hymns, I love music. I love it. It's so it's in my soul. I play music. My dad was a musician. I love music, but play the hits, play the ones we know. I don't want to have to learn a new song. Not right now. I'm I'm too old to learn anything new. Give me the ones where I can. Give me you know how great thou art. Give me the ones that I know the words to. I don't have to look at a hymnal or look it up on an app now while you're right, in church. Right, because there are no bulletins anymore. You have to exactly. look on your phone and you can't see that. So I talk about things like that. And there's some people like, oh, this guy, what's... But I will say this, the majority of the people, they get it. They know it's all in good fun and it's just comedy. But I will stand by three hours of church being, I think that, I think we've crossed a little bit of a line on <laughs> So, what advice would you give to comedians today? And, you know, I've got to say, you know, and I've got to tell you this little side story. I, I live in New York, okay. and I've been to, I used to go to Caroline's quite often mm-hmm. when I, uh, the younger years. Yeah. Um, you know, I've been there for 25 years. So, it's, you know, the first, it was always great to take a, somebody to Caroline's. And there was a change. You know, when I first went to Caroline's, I could kind of get through most of it because it was just a little salty. Right. Not too bad, but mm-hmm. just enough. Eh, you, you know, titter, titter, you know, make your grandmother, you know, like, oh, but that was okay. A few years later, honestly, I had to walk out. Paid $200 to go to Caroline's and had to walk out. It right. was so bad. There was nothing funny about it. It was the most crass, obscene presentation. How did it get like that? And how? why is that funny? And, uh, and this is from a comedian who actually is funny and was on Saturday Night Live and, um, you know, had his own show. But right. it was the worst. Yeah. 
once again, things have changed. I think the world has changed. The culture has changed. I mean, what we used to watch and enjoy when we were younger, or when I, I'll speak for myself, when I was younger, is nothing like what you can see now. And I, I it's because I think access, the accessibility of things mm-hmm. on the internet and all these other platforms, is that there's a need for content. And there are people out there that will watch about any, anything. So I think that... Uh, television entertainment movies the norm when we were younger was what we're aspiring to hopefully get back because we've gone down a road over the last i don't know how many years 20 30 years that the mainstream has is totally flip-flopped it's changed what we watched as children mm-hmm. and and growing up not just children but even in in the, my early adult years it's hard to find that content anymore. That content is not being right, made in right. general. Now, there are great producers and studios here at NRB that are presenting great content like that. And I think we're doing the same thing where hopefully we can become the norm again. Because the norm was something else. And then there's this window now over the last who knows how many years where it's no holds barred. It yeah. is something else. And there's not a lot of other options back to where we were. So we're trying to present that to where it has broad appeal. And there's an audience for this. That's one thing that Hollywood and a lot of other agents, I think that they, in their own ways, are blind to the market. I mean, they're, they yeah. want to make money, right? Right. It's a right. business. There's a whole market out there for that. And I don't think that it's being recognized not not broadly but we're growing and other great studios are doing great things that have some more of that broad appeal for that audience that is totally underserved do you have any comments about the kind of comedians on tv now that have their own shows you know like the you know um and i forgot some of them have the names escape. like late night guys late night guys like Colbert uh, and all know, those guys Colbert uh, you know Jimmy? John Oliver I think there was John Oliver's on uh, HBO HBO uh-huh. yeah. and uh, Noah what's his name Noah uh, something Noah I forgot Trevor Noah Trevor Noah on Comedy Central yeah Comedy Central yeah yeah what are your, what are your opinion of those kind of guys uh, I think they're all good comics. I've seen I've seen Trevor Noah perform. I know they're they're really good comedians, and but I just believe that. There's such pushback on anyone that believes anything other than what whatever it is decided that that they believe. Mm -hmm. And that could be not necessarily religion, but politics. And if you don't toe that line, you are out. Now, I will say this because of the Internet. Here's here's the here's the upside of some of that. There are other voices out there that are now being heard that have been squelched, muted. That you will not get opportunities in Hollywood, but now because of the internet and some of these things that m- maybe we bemoan at times, mm-hmm. has actually given voice to another side or another point of view or another type of content, which is right. what, you know, of course, Drybar does. But I think that the comedians on their own are, are all fine. But I can tell you, if Trevor Noah did not toe the line and suddenly his maybe his political stance was not what... He had a revelation or something like that. It would end for him pretty quickly in Hollywood. Wow. Because the tolerance level of, of, or as far as being 
open-minded i think it's 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 interesting to me because it you people used to be i think more open-minded and now you'd think that with the progress that it'd be even more so but it's actually mm-hmm. seems to be a lot less very interesting um keith stubbs mm-hmm. uh dry bar comedian yes. um where can people get more dry bar comedy um to entertain their their, their family and sit around and actually watch it and uh and and be and get Get funny. Our uh, we have an app. It's Dry Bar Comedy Plus, mm-hmm. and it's a great app. It has over three hundred comedy specials on it. Just press it, watch it. You can stream it. It's on Apple, Roku, Amazon. Mm-hmm. You can watch clips on YouTube. Just punch in Dry Bar Comedy. We upload and add content every single day. We add new, three new comedy specials every single week. So we're all over social media. We have a website, drybarcomedy.com. And my name is Keith Stubbs, and I have a dry bar comedy special. Wow. And I'm, if you're a person of faith, you can actually watch this. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. And I'm glad, I'm flattered that you uh, you actually watched it. I appreciate that. That's very That's nice. funny stuff. I actually split my side while laughing at some of that <laughs> stuff. It's like, oh my, especially about the Ford Fiesta. Oh, yes. It's so, it's, it's so physical. It's like, oh my gosh, yes. Yes. Oh my goodness. Well, thank you so much. That's very kind of you to watch. I appreciate it. All right. Well, thank you very much for being on Lighthouse Faith Podcast. My pleasure. And thank you all for listening to Lighthouse Faith Podcast. I'm Lauren Green. Have a blessed day. It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.